0: Hello and welcome to Thunder Talk. And the Thunder on the brink, down 3 1. But you know what? We're still going to put on our hats and go to work today and make some make some podcast action. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. Here with me today, we've got Jameson Maxwell and Ford Brannon. Um, guys, things are bad. And the only thing, in my mind, the only way to do, well, the only way to Deal with things that are bad with the Thunder. Is just just rant, Antonio Daniel style rant. So you know what we're gonna do? We're just gonna go ahead and give each one every each one of us like a little seven minute span of just 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 rant. You know we need to blow off some steam. Things are tough.
1: hmm. Definitely. And I'll go first with this one. And first off, uh, this is my little segment. Fans, y'all suck. Y'all Thunder fans suck. Really, really bad. Y'all do not have any kind of middle ground and I guess, Ford's drinking with a straw right now, and that makes me a little bit triggered too. But uh, y- y'all, y'all got to stop booing and stop going, oh, Thunder suck. And how about you hold our players accountable? This whole myth that Russell Westbrook is this guy who gives 110% effort, is the Energizer bunny, and you can always count on him, and his overdoing of effort is what screws us. No, it's not that. It's not that at all. The guys that you get mad about the most, Terrence Ferguson, oh, because he's not hitting his shots, that dude is doing everything he can. He can't control him not hitting his shots. He's taking the correct shots. Come at Russell Westbrook. He's the dude that is going out there taking poor shots and doing it continually over and over again. That's what you can consider insane. And then people go on Twitter afterwards and find another avenue to put towards their hatred, and they go at poor old Royce Young. How about you go at Russell Westbrook and during the game, instead of booing the refs for making the correct calls and just because it didn't go your way, how about you boo Russell Westbrook? That'll do something to him. You guys can tell that the whole media and the fans really influence in the way he does things. How about you do that and hold him accountable? His lack of effort, not running back on defense is something that I've always talked about the whole time. If he is this guy who tries the hardest out of any guy in the NBA, if something doesn't go his way, he should be running back on defense and stopping the fast break. But it turns into five-point turnaround, four-point turnarounds. Whenever you miss your layup, you bitch about it on the other side, and don't run back and the other people get a fast break. That is killer. Absolutely killer. I mean... It, it's, it, he, doesn't, he doesn't give it at all. And, it, and I'm just really, really getting tired of his stuff because when it comes to playoff time, there's no time for complaining. No, we can't trade Russell Westbrook. Stop. We're a small market team. We're paying him $41 million on a Supermax contract. There's nothing we can do except for take what we can with him and try to make him better. And as fans, we can't really do much. But if we try to hold him accountable, come at him in, in the, in like on Twitter more, I don't care. Let's start booing him during the games. Take those boos away from the referees, send him towards Russell, and let's see what happens from there. Cause something's got to change. Cause three straight um, first round exits isn't going to happen. And another thing, where was our ball movement last night? I don't know. As soon as Russell made that first shot, I knew it was going to be done. The whole, everything that had worked for us this series. We just threw it in the trash. Do you guys even remember seeing Russell take one layup where he just did his thing and um just over-athleticized his man and went to the lane? No, he, he really liked that elbow jumper. I'm sure that really worked. How about attacking in his canter? Where was that? I thought that was the stuff we we're so excited about in, the, in our pre-series. In this whole series, we haven't done it. We did it for a little bit in game one, and it looked great, and then we just strayed away from it. The one good thing that our scheme that we did last night was that small lineup at the end of the game because at least it was something different because this whole drive and kick is not working. And if we want any chance in game five, Bill is really going to have to scheme up something. I, I mean, that's really all I got, but superstars can't have bad games. And we've had four bad games from superstars. That's unacceptable. If you want to see Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and how they do, have, you, have they had a bad game this series? No. They've had eight good games between the two. Paul George and Russell Westbrook have not had a good game at the same time. They've not had an okay game at the same time. It's always been one of them bad, one of them good. And if you want to get anywhere in the NBA, you got to have star players playing well, and we don't have it right now. So moral of the story is fans – Stop coming at the refs. Stop coming at the reporters. How about you come at Russell Westbrook, our leader, and hold him accountable?
0: I think that's very well said. Um, I'm going to jump in with my little rant here. By the way, hi Ford. How are you doing over there?
2: Sup.
0: Um, <clears throat> okay. Here's the thing. This honeymoon we have with the Thunder, it's got to end. I, I'm, I, I'm all for it. I know you can't trade Russell Westbrook. I know you can't do these wild moves that you want to do, but if you're, if you just you just can't it, it's, just, it's just time to stop to just look ourselves in the face as an organization, as a team, you know, all the way from top to the bottom, if I'm Sam Presley, if I'm everyone, and reevaluate how we're doing things. There's a difference between being confident and being absolutely delusional. The Thunder are being delusional. I mentioned this on on a rapid reaction after game two what the, this this attitude that we can just do what we want that russell Westbrook, that Russell Westbrook can take these mid range jumpers and not play the right brand of basketball that works for the team and you know just do this wild stuff that does not work for any really anyone in the game of basketball and succeed it's 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 idiotic and it's time we just we, we realize that this era, this, this three-year span, the I, now-I-do-what-I-want era, it's over. It's, You've got to end it. All of it. You've got to throw it out because it's not working for playoff success at all. Might be fun. Might be a nice novelty during the regular season, but this style of play will always get us killed. Um, you mentioned, Jameson mentioned earlier how we don't attack the basket. It was nothing. Just settling for... These weird, just hard to make shots when Innis Cantor is right there and you just go at him every time, you'll be successful. Dennis Schroeder was getting tons of points just by going right at Innes Cantor. Paul George also got some really good looks early on, stopped going towards, you know, towards the basket. It's just it drives me absolutely wild that there's an absolute just golden mine opportunity with Innes Cantor right there. And we don't take it. Instead of, and, and this goes, goes all the way to Billy too. Instead of, you know what, in this fourth quarter, let's just start attacking the rim. You know, you know, maybe get some Steven Adams action going. They pull Steven Adams and go small because they want to shoot more threes. Well, guess what? This team is not built for that. We, we don't have our three-point ace in Alex Sabrina's. And it just, we don't have the shooters. When Raymond Felton is the guy bailing you out, as support from three you know you have a problem so why do we keep trying to force this style of play that we are not built at the moment to do and you know what if you want to play that style go out and get a swing man don't be like well you know what abdul nader might show up during the playoffs Terrence ferguson who had previously played six minutes in the playoffs before this might show up in the playoffs we well, you know what they haven't been showing we, you, you can't rely on inexperienced players to show up like this. You know who has shown up, who has been experienced? Marquis Morris, because he has experience. He's been in these situations. You need playoff experience. Presti does this weird thing where he trusts guys who don't have experience to go off, and this has nothing to do with Presti. I, I just—I'm just very disappointed, because once again, we had a great season we've had a, it just everything was everything has been great but you know what it's time to look ourselves in the face and realize this russell westbrook doing everything let's just you know take random shots and now we do what we want it's time to actually do what we need to do instead of what we want to do that's my rant
2: <laughs> you know bobby that was really well said um and and said, I mean, like, obviously your shot towards trading Russell Westbrook was obviously directed at Tyler. I was in no part taking in that um, because you're exactly right. We can't trade him, especially on that contract and the way he's playing. And as a small market, you can't afford to give up a one-in-a-lifetime athlete and superstar like Russell Westbrook. Um, that's kind of a death sentence. But I'm, I'm more of just disappointed with the way that this whole – postseason has gone down you know i mean you guys are very you know fired up and angry but i'm just so disappointed that our team is so much more talented than what the hell what's that
0: oh that was just a clock sorry
2: that was the clock okay well i'm so disappointed in how this team is so much more talented than this portland team and yet we're down 3-1 we've gotten worked every single game. I guess minus game three, we still didn't play that great, but we had a great defensive game, but, um, and I, I, you know, I was saying last night that the only, the only way to really fix this, I mean, the, most of the blame goes on Russell Westbrook for this series. I mean, I, I'm the, I'm the biggest Russ fan that there is. And most of it's been on Russ. His erratic play has gotten us into holes that we can't get. And it's kind of, started a trend of our team try, who's, who's not a team of three-point shooters trying to keep keep up with a team with like Portland who is a three-point shooting team. And f- throughout the first two games, in games one and game two, when we shot 10 of 61, it was it was easy to blame it on, oh, we just had a bad shooting night. We're not going to shoot it like this. But no, that's not our identity. And we continue to try – we get in these holes and we continue to try and shoot it out and we're playing catch-up and we can't do it. We don't have the talent for that. We need to just continue to attack the rim, attack canter. Keep. G- I just. I don't understand why. It, like everything that worked for us at the beginning of game one, and at the uh, at most most of game three, we just kind of threw out the window. And and uh, Jameson, you're exactly right when it came to uh, Russ made. I think Russ started out four of six last night. You know, shooting his jumpers, and I had the same reaction as you. My head tilted back in disgust. I was like, the. I, I I don't I mean even even though these disgusting wild jumpers are going in, that's going to doom us in the like later in this game because he's going to keep taking them. And sure enough, he missed he missed his next four, which led to an 11-0 Portland run at the end of the second half, which doomed us. I mean that that I mean we we were we went from up ten to being down four at halftime. Uh Yeah, and I mean it's I'm just I'm just so disappointed. In the the high hopes that I had for this series, I mean we we drew the we drew the perfect matchup for us, we drew the perfect matchup, you know to advance in the playoffs and get to the second round. And, especially, and what makes it all worse is that Denver could very well lose to San Antonio, and if San Antonio ended up beating beats or ends up beating Denver and. We we would have ended up playing San Antonio and that's a one that's a one-way ticket to the Western Conference Finals. Like we are just blowing an opera a perfect opportunity to face the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. And I guess living up living up to our C se- our preseason expectations because this team was a fifty fifty win no less Western Conference Finals trip, you know at at the the preseason and I mean, I, th- I think anything less than that's a failure, and I'm just, I'm just very sad. It's, it's. I mean, oh, but obviously we're down three-one, and the series isn't over. And you can never count. I mean, you can never count out a team with this, with the heart that we've shown this season and the talent that we have. But it's really, really hard to trust in a team that's going, that's continuing to straying away from their identity, and I guess play portland's game which is try and outshoot shoot them
1: mm-hmm. yeah um kind of going on what you said about that i guess these are rants but uh you just kind of made me think about it yes we did pull kind of the perfect card and the perfect matchup for this series but a perfect matchup can't be utilized unless you go against that matchup perfectly. Exactly. But we And we did not. So therefore, this is not a perfect matchup for us. This isn't the this great matchup of going against Portland without Nurkic that we thought in well, the preseason. I mean, thought in pre-postseason. Um, well, I was saying this like is on a, paper, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I'm saying, yeah, on paper. But this matchup is horrible for us. Now it's, it's a horrible matchup because we're not going at it the way that we could be the best we could be and going at it. Can'tor like we said, if y'all if y'all follow Michele Barra on uh, Twitter, he had these really good kind of breakdowns of the way Portland guarded Russell Westbrook in the pick and roll, and kind of what they did was they kind of slump off um, the man who's guarding the pick and the, make the kind of the screens go. Closer to the basket rather than farther out. And pretty much did not even hedge and would dare an open Russell Westbrook jumper. And it worked at the beginning of the game. But as the game progressed, they'll take that over and over and over. Because, you know, that's not – what do you think? That's a 40% shot, 30% shot, probably around 30. And that's going to win you a game if he takes that every single time.
2: Yeah. That's a great point. You,
0: and if you actually looked at some of the observations Royce Young saw from the game last night, uh, there would be players who would yell at you know who was, whoever was guarding Russ to just sag off him i like, let him take that shot, take let, let you know, sag off Russ. And Russ would take a dumb shot, rim out. They got exactly what they want. They've been feet, they've been playing into the palm of Portland's hand just to try to be like, oh, well, screw you, Portland. We can, you know, we don't, we can beat you. It's, it's, mm-hmm. and not just beat, they don't just want to beat Portland, they want to beat them. It's like Portland. like is daring them to
2: let Westbrook to beat them with three. It's kind of like, you know, pride. It's like their pride's on the line and they're trying to like, oh, we hear you Portland. We're going to, I mean, we're going to prove you wrong. I mean, you know, Russ hears that. And you know, Russ's personality is like, I'm going to show you up. I'm going to drain this in your face, but it's a brick.
0: He's not good enough to do that though. And that's the problem. He, he thinks he can. And it just, it, it drives me wild. Because yeah. what, it's, it's probably not going to happen. And it was mentioned in, you know, when we were talking after the game. Westbrook needs – I think you mentioned this, Ford. Westbrook needs to look himself in the mirror and realize what he is at this stage of his career, or else he's going to fall off insanely hard.
1: Mm-hmm. He's already he falls, fallen off.
0: I mean, he has, I mean, definitely has. I'm, I'm just talking, like, harder. I mean, he's mm-hmm. definitely fallen off, but, like – he, I wouldn't say he's washed,
2: but no, is, no, not even close.
0: Yeah, I, I again wouldn't say he's washed, but I'm saying like if he doesn't change, and once once that athleticism starts fading, once father time comes from him, it's going to be a very, very ungraceful, uh, last few years for Russell Westbrook.
2: I'm, it's, I'm talking like it's,
0: I, Iverson bad.
2: I was I was legit about to say it's very very looking like uh, an Allen Iverson kind of end of his career, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I did say that last night. I was saying, you know, it's – I mean, it's not going to happen. It's not likely because at this point, you know, you think Russ will probably never change, you know, after the past playoff experiences. But I just want him to look in the mirror and say, look, compare our success at the beginning of the year compared to – Post All Star break, you know when he completely deferred to Paul George when he drove to the rim, as like when he drove to the rim, ball movement, kick out, uh, teammates, teammates first, look for open teammates instead of going for jumpers and trying to get your basket first. Look at our like compare our record compared to post All Star break, you know like just when I hate I hate to admit it and I hate saying it, but a lot of the media is right. Russell Westbrook can't be the option number one on a championship team. He needs to be the, the guy that's deferring to the to the better player in Paul George and the better scorer in Paul George and feed him the ball. Feed teammates the ball. Look for open looks. Run the offense the correct way because he's so dangerous when he can do that. Yeah, I'll
0: also say this about Paul George. Um, I think there definitely is – uh, I, I, he's, I don't think he's injured, but he's definitely hurt. And Paul George has definitely, it's either something mental or something physical. Definitely has changed his style of play. He does not look like the same type of guy that he was pre-All-Star break. Uh, he's not driving to the rim nearly as much. He's just he's not finishing through contact as well. Just something's up. And some of that probably has to do with mentally when you're injured. You don't want to get more injured. So you don't want to get as physical. That's my guess at least.
2: Yeah. And yeah, PG's shoulder injury was definitely a bigger problem than we thought. But when it comes to driving to the not driving to the rim as much, I actually think that it might not be just I mean, it could be, you know, a mental thing saying I don't want to get more hurt than I already am. But he's not getting the calls anymore at the rim. And so maybe he's thinking maybe it's not even worth it because I'm not gonna I'm gonna get hacked and I'm not gonna get a call. Uh,
1: I don't know how much that is. I think Paul George is playing to the capability to the point where we can win the series. Paul George is not the problem. I understand there's been many games, a series, where he's really kind of missed his shots. But um, I don't look at, at, um, what was it, game one and three that he played really poorly and say those were really killer reasons why we really didn't win that game. There's usually other reasons. Um, It's really like what we said earlier is Portland's dictating – the series it's as simple as that we're not dictating it the the way we won game three is because we were hitting our shots and we just thinks we fell into it we have not said this is the way we're going to play we're going to force portland into it and they're going to have to adjust we have been the team that is quote-unquote adjusting this whole time so portland in the driver's seat Saying let's play a bunch of ISO and three-point shooting basketball is not going to work for the team that is 22nd overall in three-point percentage. It's going to work for the team that has two superstar shooters and arguably one of the most underrated point guards in the game and one of the most underrated shooting guards in the game and Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum. The way that the driver's seat would dictate for the Thunder to do well is to attack their weaknesses like they're attacking our weaknesses, is to go at their post. Because Meyer Leonard is not good and his canter is can't play canter and we've got a 25 million dollar center and Steven Adams that is embarrassingly not being used nearly enough and I'm not talking about putting him in the post and letting him back down. And his canter is big enough and big body to do, and to guard that. You got to put him in space. And if it's there if they're playing off in the screen and giving us the jump shot How about you set the screens farther out, 35 feet away from the basket, and then give Russell his speed and to attack Cantor where his feet are moving. He doesn't know what to do, which way to go. And we got Steven Adams on his left and Cantor's on the right. Cantor isn't a shot blocker. Russell can attack him and get him off his feet and easily make that layup. But if you if I ask y'all guys, did y'all see any Russell Westbrook layup last night? That kind of style nope. where he attacks the center, no. not even once. And you could say in the past couple of years, you could almost guarantee five to ten each game from a Russell Westbrook. That's how bad Russell was manipulated. and He should be absolutely embarrassed of himself from last night.
0: Oh, I mean, he was completely bamboozled, like completely fooled. Because easily, that's that's probably the thing Russell Westbrook is best at is zipping by everyone and getting really nice looks right at the basket but he opted out to do what would have looked cooler against Damian lillard and shame on billy donovan for allowing that because the, the style of play like you said it's completely not conducive to winning and you could tell that well you could tell that personnel wise the second the game was over was the second we pulled pulled adams in favor of trying to shoot more threes like i mentioned
2: yeah, and uh, – oh, you, you want going to continue?
0: Yeah, you go ahead.
2: Yeah, I know. I mean, Russell was shooting a career high percentage-wise at the rim this year, right? Yes. Yeah, that's why it's just – it's it's so maddening and mind-boggling how he didn't take a single layup last night, or at least I didn't see any. But and I, I think – I also think all, the, all of this, you know, Russell Westbrook going back to his worst habits when his team needs him the most – I think this kind of all goes back to Billy Donovan and the leadership in the locker room because clearly no one's saying anything to Russell Westbrook.
1: There's nothing you can do about that. Um... I think the way that Portland manipulates Russell Westbrook into tricking him to certain things is our only hope to coach Russell. Russell does what he wants, like Bobby said. Is there some way that we can find a coaching style into tricking him to saying, oh, go into the basket and passing the ball is good? It's made me make a new stat category that he could get quadruple doubles if he does a certain little... <laughs> we can call like something like thunder points. Whenever the Thunder coaching staff gives you a high five, that's a thunder point. And if you get 10 of those, you get your quadruple double. I mean, yeah. seriously, it's sad, but... I mean, if, what what can we do? We're not, we're not gonna. You can't tell Russell stop doing this. That's bad. Do this because he's gonna go. Man, no, I'm gonna do what I want, man. I, I'm not gonna listen to these fools and use it as a chip on his shoulder. Hey, hey legitimately a little golden stars on a little poster board in the locker room. I think's our best shot.
0: I mean, you're not you're not wrong. I mean, it's. And maybe if you just told him that Damian Willard just really, really doesn't like when you make the right pass or when you, you know, lay it up at the at the rim, you know. He just really <laughs> hates those things. Makes him cry at night.
1: It's it's so sad in how childish we're having to treat Russell because whenever you get manipulated like this and your emotions get the best of you, you are acting like a child. And I don't care what other people say and how much people love him. It's the dude's mental mistakes and lack of corrected effort is just absolutely embarrassing yeah Yeah. i guess going on um i guess we can kind of end on this and what we really view for game five bobby and i were talking earlier portland's a three-point favorite which i think is comical it's come on it's gonna be i feel like it's gonna be like utah series last year like game five yeah i mean i mean it's just gonna be like it's disgusting you know I mean, we're just not going to be happy with it. We're just going to have like a bad taste in our mouth. And the whole game, we're just going to be sitting there with our arms crossed all mad. It's I mean, it's really going to have to take a lot out of the Thunder to come out and win this game. And I just don't see any way that they've got anything because what, what good can you pull from right now? There's not much good you can pull. I can't find one good thing. I I'm the big the guy who tries to find the most optimism in each Thunder game every single time because I can't stand that people are just uber pessimistic on the far left side of things. But after after last night, I can't tell you anything. So I'm I'm joining that pessimistic class. I'm, I I can't. We,
2: we can pretty much guarantee one thing. I mean, Russ is dropping fifty, but it's going to be on like forty shots. You know. I, I
0: don't know if he's going to, if he can even drop 50, but it's going to be, we don't really, in, in these situations, we don't make adjustments. We just kind of flame out. We, we try, we, we do what we, you know, you know, we do what we usually do and either the, the buckets go in or they absolutely don't. But, but all it's I know gonna is, take Billy a, yeah. is not. Yeah, Billy's not going to make an adjustment. No. no. That's, I think we can rule that out by now because there's a clear adjustment sitting right there. There's no way after after four games he's going to actually do anything about it. They're mm-hmm. just going to do what they normally do.
1: It's going to take a world-class effort to win this game. Mm-hmm. Terry Stotts has shown the way, too. After he lost his one game, made a great adjustment. Game one, we didn't make an adjustment going into game two. Game two, we did not make an adjustment going into game three. The only reason we won game three was because we hit shots from our role players. Um, and then in game four, we did game though mm-hmm. yeah in our game four we relied on our role players to hit some shots and it didn't really work out as well and russell westbrook killed us i mean it's i i always say i don't know how much billy can do but at least he can do something and you you're not even i can't even sniff out even a little hint of effort of trying to do something and i don't know if that means he has no control over the team or if he's just complacent i would like to think the the, the first one is probably what it is but um Guys, Tuesday night at 9.30, uh, do you? Um, I'm going to be really grumpy on Wednesday morning probably. Even if we win, I'll probably – just every single Thunder game, no matter if we win or we lose, it's just I've been very grumpy and upset with what we how we played.
0: Yeah, because I just – I'm just not happy with anything about this at all. I don't feel good about it at all. I don't know. I, I don't think there's a 0% chance of – winning game five. I could definitely see them somehow pulling out a game five win and then completely falling on their face in game six at home. But, hey, you never know. So yeah. this Thunder team, yeah. you know, one thing mentioned in the post-game on the radio is they have a lot of really weird luck and can just pull things completely out of nowhere. And this would be the greatest act of all. But this Portland team is too composed and too hungry to let that happen, I think.
2: You know if the thunder somehow pull out a world class effort go out canter like we should stop relying on three point shooting to win this to uh to ke- or keep up with portland we can easily win this game i mean cuz we're i think we're more the, the more talented team and i mean i'm not saying anything any of that's going to happen because i've i've been, I've been saying we should have been doing that the entire series but i mean cuz uh, you can only hope at this point but i i mean I, there isn't a 0% chance that we win there that we, that we you know, don't win this game. I think we could very well win this game because we have the talent to, and you can never count that out. Um, and you never know if the ball is going to go in or not. But you know, and I, I I will say if we end up stunning Portland on Game Five, this is it's going back to Portland for Game Seven.
1: Uh, I don't know. I I feel like if we win Game Five, it's just going to because like a similar Game Three, it's because we're hitting a bunch of threes. I uh, just. I think that Billy's kind of stuck, um, and this whole hitting a bunch of threes isn't going to work out in consecutive games. It's as simple as that. I just don't have much. uh, Getting Portland sucked. it it really In in retro, I mean, it really sucked because an emotional Westbrook, like we said, is just not good for us. Uh, Denver could have been a great option, maybe what it would have looked like. Maybe we should have been cheering on Denver to lose to Minnesota. And then we would had them in three six, but all in all, losing in this way and fashion might be a good thing for our team overall because we're not going to have any success in the future the way we're coaching and the way we're playing going towards second round Western Conference Finals NBA Finals. So if we're going to find a way to stop, might as well stop it now.
0: Well, and I also think that this is like this is a year we have no excuses. This isn't. We, oh, it was just Westbrook or, oh, we had mellow and things were weird and, you know, Paul George is on a contract year. This, they're, they're, the buck stops here. There's no more weird excuses. It's this team simply underperformed going, going in, down this final stretch, and that is unacceptable.
2: Uh, I agree with you. Um, I will say, though, that, I mean, we shouldn't have any ex- – this team is not a first-round exit team. And that's where I think that or this season really uh becomes a big disappointment. But I mean yeah, there is no mellow, you know, there there's no those weird excuses. But I will say not having Andre Roberson was a was a dent in this season. And I think uh when he's healthy and if he if he plays next season that's when we're going to see the real ceiling of this team. And if we don't get past the first-round exit, that's where we have real, real problems. Yeah, I would, and that's, say
1: we are, I would go so, ahead, Jameson. I'm just saying that's where the asterisk is, because if we play like the way we're playing, with our current preseason identity – and then we add Andre Robertson into full of the things, isn't that just going to make it harder because the shooting is an even worse problem? And this defense fast-break identity that we thought was going to set us apart, make us a kind of a different kind of team, the identity that we've kind of only briefly seen this season, it, with Andre next season, it's not going to work. Uh, and that's where something really schematically has to change drastically, whether that be the firing of Billy Donovan and bringing in someone completely new, or really, really, like... Billy having to buy in big time, and I, I think if we're gonna want to have to completely sh- like shift one eighty to a different role, it's at the point where even if firing Billy isn't the right move, I think it's what's it has what has to be done.
0: We gotta we gotta either stick to the system that we think we should have and that would actually work, or I don't know, trade for Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and uh, every other shooter in the entire uh, NBA because. That'll work. That would, that would actually work if you wanted to play that style of basketball. But under this current roster, it won't. So they just either have to suck it up and realize that they need to play the way that the roster was designed to play, or keep losing in the first round. I don't know about you, but I would be very uncontent with that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, at I least we that's... got our first round pick this this year. There's there's some things. <laughs> this this offseason is going to be very, very eventful. And even if... Even if we win the next three and then we lose in the second round or lose in the Western Conference Finals, I think that you've got to look at this and realize how vulnerable we are. And there's something that has to be done. It's going to really suck losing New in a Noel, and like we're probably going to lose Marquise Morris too. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna lose a couple role players, and we're gonna to have to make some big time signings. And something's gonna to have to be really fixed if you're going to see free agents come here and actually want to perform.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's a big this off-season. is going to be a make-or-break offseason.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, for the time being, uh, we're still in the game, so we'll see. Uh, well, I, think, I, think we're, I think we're pretty much done with this pod here. Just wrap her up and move on, I suppose, right?
1: I guess we'll talk about, next time we're on, probably talk about who's best at the 21st pick for the Thunder, who we can kind of target in free agency. Um, a little bit more fun things.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah. um, we'll either, well, we'll either be talking about you know a thunder, a, a, an unlikely thunder game five win, or you know wrapping this uh, really just disappointing season up. So one or the other, we will be there for you guys. We'll be uh, we'll be there. We'll be there in the off season too. So just thank you guys so much for listening. This has been a, I'd like to say it's been a fun journey, but you know it's it's been fun talking with with everyone. But you know, I, I appreciate everyone listening. And it's been, been a bit of good time, so subscribe, sure. five stars, all that good stuff. You know, and um, you know we'll have a ton of ton more content to keep you uh, occupied between now and football season. It's coming very slowly, but it's coming.
2: <laughs> so
0: yeah, well, for me, Jameson and Ford uh, thank you for listening, and I, I guess Thunder up.
2: Thunder up. This ain't over.